The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. The sermon this morning is based on our lesson from Galatians chapter 1. We're going to start reading from the very beginning of the book. If you're here in the church, I invite you to open up the page 10 of your bulletins and just keep it there because we're going to be looking at this lesson together. And if you're at home with us on Zoom listening in, I invite you to open up your Bibles as we're going to get into the book of Galatians here, here this morning. Paul, the great apostle, he is coming out swinging this morning like like he is coming out ready to do battle he's going to mince no words and he's going to spare no one's feelings at all i remember this is secular wisdom it's not even biblical wisdom but it's wisdom all the same where we tell ourselves this that we need to choose our battles wisely heard that before right choose your battles wisely and and that applies to every relationship pastoral and church or marital relationships friendships even we shouldn't fight about all the little things you must choose your battles wisely and the reason why i bring that up today is because the apostle paul this morning chooses a battle like i said he comes out swinging and i think it's important for us to notice what he fights for. And we're going to spend the beginning part of the sermon just thinking about that. But then, I want to just help you see the importance of your lives in just two ways. Two applications, really. And I want to have you think about it in this way. We'll look together at the bad news about the good news. (laughs) That's what we're going to talk about this morning. And then the good news about the good news. Those two things. So, Listen to what the Apostle Paul has for us this morning. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by by a man, but by Jesus Christ. And God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers and sisters with me to the churches in Galatia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so I now say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than the one what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. This is the word of the Lord. It doesn't take him long before he says it. 
Like it's actually the space of a few verbal seconds and he comes out with it. I am astonished. And not in a good way. He could have said it in so many different ways. He said he could have said, hey, Galatians, my mind is blown. Or, or he could have said, hey, Galatians, kind of a little bit of a, a, a prayer, oh my God. Or if you're a, a Gen Zer, OMG. He could have said it all of those different ways, but he chooses to say it in this way. He says, Galatians, I am astonished. And I suppose you know this, but if you don't know it, I'm going to say it anyway. The apostle, this is outside of his normal pattern. Normally he praises people. Normally he, he offers to God a prayer and he says, God, I, I thank you for these people, for their, for their faith and their hope and their love and their, for their acts of service. But then you get to the book of Galatians, you're like, where's that? He just, he just kind of sort of lays into, I am astonished. I can hardly believe it. And it takes him almost no time at all for him to say it. And then it takes him just a little bit more time to, to say something that he obviously wants to be overheard by a certain group of people. He calls them the agitators later in the book. In other books, he calls them the dogs. Or we could say he wants the people who are preaching the other gospel, which is no gospel at all, to overhear these words. And what the Apostle Paul says, and he begins to do, is to curse up a storm. And look, we're not talking about the four-letter words, the potty mouth Apostle Paul, because... As far as I know, this kind of Apostle Paul doesn't exist. He's talking about cursing in the biblical sense. It's like we could rephrase it in more modern parlance. He would say, well, if somebody comes to you with a different gospel, he'd say, well, let them go to hell. Saying the same thing. For all I care, he says, they can go to hell. I told you. There's no mincing words. Like there, there's no sparing of feelings. He's coming out and he's, he's fighting like Muhammad Ali. He's taking swings at people. Can you imagine? I'll just step back for a moment. Can, can you actually imagine for a second <laughs> this letter being read for the first time in one of the churches in Galatia? Can you imagine that? Did he just say that? I'm astonished. I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting. Like that? That's quite an accusation, isn't it? Deserting? Abandonment? Like, it used to be in the military, if you would, if you would leave your post and desert, you'd be shot for it. And they're not just leaving behind their country or their post. They're leaving behind the one who called them. They're leaving behind God. And can you imagine that, that, that being read in, in front of the people and then he says, for all the people who are preaching this other gospel, for all I care, they can go to hell. Ooh. 
he comes at them hard and he comes at them quickly. Now, I just want to take some time and, and reflect on this with you. And I told you we we're going to do that in two ways. I said we're going to look at this in this way first, that the Apostle Paul knows something about the good news. And here's, here's the bad news about the good news. The good news is vulnerable. Not weak. Oh, no. It is the power of God for the salvation of those who believe. It is not weak. It is vulnerable. First of all, because there's so many other Gospels. I mean, if there was another Gospel, and there wasn't, <laughs> there are so many more Gospels today. Can you just think of some of them? There's the Gospel of Prosperity. That says, if you just believe in God well enough, then God will make you rich and happy. There's the gospel of prosperity. There's, there's the gospel of the Christian family. Where the gospel is just sort of a tool to get you to have a beautiful marriage and wonderful kids. There's the gospel of the Christian family. There's the gospel of the Judaizers in the Roman Catholic Church still today that, that if you just love Jesus and put your faith in Him and do whatever our church says, then you'll have salvation. There's that gospel too. But you know what I think is the biggest threat of another gospel here today? An academic by the name of Christian Smith actually did a, 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 a study that has become the gold standard among American Christians today. And he asked Christians about their faith life. And what he found is that Christians don't really hold to the tenets of Christianity. Because what, they, that what he found is that what most Christians want in life, what most Christians think the gospel is about, is that you would be happy and good. And you know what he calls this religion? He doesn't call it Christianity. He calls it moralistic, therapeutic deism. Like all that God is good for is to do therapy with you, to help you feel better about yourself. And if you don't, just repeat it ten times. God loves you. So be good. But this is not the Gospel. The Gospel is vulnerable to all of these other Gospels, which are no Gospels at all. I mean, even historically, there was a Lutheran. His, his name is Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Have you heard of this guy before? Really important theologian. He's best known for trying to assassinate Hitler. But he also wrote a book called The Cost of Discipleship. And he came to study here in New York City. I think it was at, at Columbia. And he was looking around for a church that actually preached the gospel. This is almost 100 years ago, by the way. And he would visit all these different churches. All he wanted to hear was, God has forgiven you for the sake of Jesus Christ. He, God's Lamb is our atonement. He wanted to hear anything like that. 
But do you think he found a church like that? He writes that he couldn't. That was almost 100 years ago. The president today of Union Theological Seminary is a woman by the name of Serene Jones. I read a book of hers not, not long ago. It's called Trauma and Grace. This is what she said in her own words. One day, I woke up and realized that I could no longer rely on the oxygen that the sin grace story had provided me for many years. I had lost my faith. She's still president of Union Theological Seminary. That's how it happens. So quickly, you just wake up one day and you no longer believe that God's Lamb is the atonement for the sins of the world. The Gospel's vulnerable. You know, it used to be, it used to be back in the, in, in the days of the Lutheran Reformation that, that the, battle, the battle for the Gospel was, was how to become right with God. And people talked about that. And the Lutherans said that it is by grace alone through faith alone and the Roman Catholic Church said it is, it's not by grace alone. It's, it's by faith and works. But at least we could agree on what the goal of the Gospel was. People actually wanted to be right with God, and I'm not sure that that's really true anymore. See, the problem today, the other Gospel today, isn't really about being right with God. It's about making the world better. It's about justice. It's about doing therapy. It's about feeling good about yourself. And this is no gospel. The gospel is all about how to be right with God. And to be right with God is to put all of your faith in what Christ has done for you. The gospel's, the gospel's vulnerable. That's the bad news about the good news. Now here's the good news about the good news. With great joy, but a joy that trembles. A joy that has no selfish pride that this is true. We have the Gospel here. You can find it here. We read it right here at the, at the beginning of the letter before he comes with, with, with his hot takes. With all of his passion, the Apostle Paul said it. He said, he said, grace. Grace to you. An undeserved love, an unmerited love. Grace to you and what it affects. Peace. From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Can we just stop and take that in for a moment? Let's take a deep breath. Oh, right here in this moment, we're forgiven. 
right here in this moment, we have peace with God. He is not angry with us. He loves us. He's forgiven us. And then the Apostle Paul continues and he says, who gave Himself for our sins. Now there's two parts to that statement. Some of you might need to back into it and realize that He gave Himself for our sins. Which means that you have some. Which means that your sins are so bad that it merited the death of God's one and only Son. And there's no justifying yourself. There's no covering it over. It's just, it is what it is. He gave Himself for our sins. But some of you might need to lean in the first half of that verse. He gave Himself for our sins. It's a gift. He allowed Himself to be crucified as our atonement, as God's Lamb, so that God no longer counts your sins against you. And that's the gospel. For you, for me, we have it. And if there's one thing that's more astonishing than the Galatians losing it so quickly, it's the very fact that we in this church, in this place, in this time, with trembling joy and with great joy, we can say, by God's grace, we have it. That's the good news about the good news. So, hold on to it. Grip it with, with a steel grip and, and never let it go. And if you're going to fight for something, fight for the gospel. Amen.